بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله صحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh There are times in every person's life when we sometimes feel defeated or disappointed. This could be due to personal reasons, having to do with our work life, our family life, our school life. Perhaps at work, you know, someone got promoted, but you think you deserved it instead. Or someone got more than you, not because of ability, but merely because of how they look or because of how they spoke. Or perhaps you work hard. You worked hard, you put in the hours, you put in extra time. You tried your best to do a good job and you did do a better job. But someone else who was more diplomatic, more of a people person, able to build better connections, was able to get ahead. Or maybe you're driving, someone cuts you off, and they swear at you. Perhaps more serious, someone that you trusted, cheated you, or abused you. In all of these situations, and we can think of many more, you may feel that injustice has been done to you. It can be frustrating. It can be enraging. And some of these scenarios and instances may be easier to get over than others. You know, some of them you look at them and you say, okay, you know, you were temporarily upset for some time, but then the implications weren't that serious, so you got over it. Other times, perhaps the implications are more long lasting, are more severe. And therefore, it becomes a greater challenge to deal with such feelings of injustice. And we face the same challenges as well as communities. And especially when we live as minorities within a majority. So for example, right here in Canada, in our neighboring province, very close to us, Bill 21 in Quebec, you know, is banning our sisters from wearing the hijab or and others from wearing religious symbols if they are public workers. So for example, teachers, daycare workers, they cannot do that. So if there's a sister who is studying to become a teacher, for example, in Quebec, a sister who wears the hijab, she is not going to get a placement in a public school. She is, will not be able to work as a teacher right, in the public boards and so on. Um, we find you know, a similar uh, situation uh, in Kashmir. Millions of people, eight million people uh, in, 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 in lockdown with curfew and communication blackout since August. Right? It's been ongoing. It's not like it lasted a few days or a week and, it was, and, and then it's over. No, it's still ongoing. It's been months now. 
No, no improvement. And hardly anyone was talking about it. And then staying in India, we had the case of the Babri Masjid, which was demolished in 1992 by extremists. And there were riots following that, in which you know, close to 3,000 people were killed. And this issue and this case has been dragging on and on. And just recently on November 9th, the Supreme Court of India ruled that the land where the masjid had been built and was existing will be given over to build a Hindu temple. And five acres elsewhere, elsewhere would be given to, build the, to rebuild the masjid or to build a masjid. This, came, this case came as a major disappointment and a defeat for the Muslim community in an environment of rapidly increasing attacks against Muslims, right? It's something that we don't really hear about. But, you know, many times even false accusations of, of a Muslim, you know, slaughtering a cow, for example, right? And getting beaten and even killed for something like that. And of course, you know, we see all the wars that are sadly taking place, all the innocent victims, you know, multiple cases of, many cases of illegal imprisonment, you know, leading to torture or involving torture and death you know, in Egypt, in Saudi Arabia, and in so many other places, and so many other cases that we come across. You know, the illegal usurping of Palestinian land by Israel and aggression of civilians with impunity, you know, with impunity, right? where hardly you know, anyone can raise a voice or say something that you know, what is happening is wrong and that it is illegal. Right? And the list goes on and on. Right? So injustice and oppression, and especially you know, with no recourse, leaves us feeling helpless and defeated. It's one thing to face oppression and aggression. But in some cases, perhaps there is some hope that there will be you know, some sort of action, some sort of justice that we will be able to see. But when that hope runs out and we start feeling helpless, uh, uh, you know, when that hope runs out, we start feeling helpless and we start feeling defeated. But my brothers and sisters, we must always remember, and we know this, but we remind each other so that we gain strength we must always remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. That at no time and at no point are we alone in this struggle and in this journey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلَنَا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ And never think that Allah is unaware of what the wrongdoers are doing or what the wrongdoers do. So never for a moment think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Almighty is unaware of what they are doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He only delays them for a day when eyes will stare in horror. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He is aware of what everyone is doing and He gives respite, He gives chances. 
He gives time. And sometimes you may think, you know, why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decide to do that when there is such great pain and suffering and oppression? But you see, this test of this world is run by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who is running the test. And when we are subjected to a test, we do not have the opportunity or the right to question the examiner, question the one who is taking the test to say, why did you ask this or why did you put it this way or that way? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is in control and He decides out of His knowledge and His wisdom, His infinite wisdom and knowledge, that this is the test that I will take of my servants. This is the way I'm going to test them. And the how we see, but the why we don't understand. But we must remember and we must believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a why. And has a why that is perfectly wise. And that in His wisdom and understanding makes sense. And because we are not able to understand it, the fact that we are not able to understand it is a weakness in our understanding. It's because to our limited capacity to understand, not because, not because of any error or any misjudgment on the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Furthermore, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has told us about tremendous recompense for enduring every second of pain and grief and sadness and anxiety. And every moment that a person goes through, every heart-wrenching moment, every moment of pain, every moment of grief, every moment of sadness, of anxiety, of depression, of any difficulty that a person goes through, they will be rewarded. There will be something in return. It is not going to be in vain. And this is something that we must always remind ourselves about. As the Prophet ﷺ said, the meaning of which, that a Muslim is not afflicted with a hardship or sickness or sadness or worry, harm or depression, even the pricking of a thorn, even the pricking of a thorn, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates their sins because of it. And you think of a pricking of a thorn, right? If it's many thorns, perhaps it will be very painful. But a single thorn that pricks a person, right? that pain is relatively minor right? compared to all the other types of pain that exist in the world. Huh? But even that pricking of a thorn is something that will not go unnoticed. It will be noticed and it will be recorded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there will be something in return for that. And it's not just physical pain. Right? But psychological pain, right? stress, anxiety, grief, all of these things right? which are felt but are not necessarily caused physically, they also are being noticed and are being recorded and will lead to something in return. When we feel... Uh, oh, by the way, there's another narration as well where the Prophet ﷺ described it even more, saying... That مَامِن مُسْلِمٍ يُصِيبُهُ أَذَنْ شَوْكَةٌ فَمَا فَوْقَهَا إِلَّا كَفَّرَ اللَّهُ بِهَا سَيِّئَاتِهِ كَمَا تَحُطُّ الشَّجَرَةُ وَرَقَهَا That no Muslim is afflicted with any harm even if it, if it were the prick of a thorn. But that Allah expiates their sins because of that 
as a tree sheds its leaves. You have seen the trees in the past month, month and a half. You have seen how they have shed their, shed their leaves. How their leaves have come off and have gone away. This is the way that the Prophet ﷺ describes the shedding of the sins of a believer. Imagine you are a tree and the leaves are your sins. And the believer will, don't, will not imagine themselves to be a little tree like this with just five leaves. The believer will not imagine themselves to be a little tree with five leaves. The believer is going to imagine themselves as being a big old tree with many branches and many leaves, meaning having many sins. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right, will in return for their, their, their suffering, their grief, their pain, inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shed off their sins as the leaves shed off from the tree. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. So my brothers and sisters, when we feel defeated, when we feel um, uh, defeated and disadvantaged, when we feel that there has been injustice done to us, it is easy to become despondent. It is easy to become despondent and to give up hope. That now I have run the course to the end and there is no hope. And there is nothing that can rectify my, situa my, my situation. So I have no hope left in anything. But you see, Sayyidina Yaqub said to his sons, وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ That do not despair or despair not of relief from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ That indeed no one despairs of relief from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except the rejecting people, except the disbelieving people. So we must always have hope. Right? Always, always have hope in relief and mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter how difficult the situation, and when I say that, I don't mean to minimize the difficulty. Right? Because subhanAllah, sometimes there are situations which are difficult and then become more difficult, and then become more difficult. Difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And a person perhaps might start thinking, that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that with hardship comes ease but I'm only seeing hardship after hardship after hardship I don't feel, I don't see any ease but regardless of the situation and I know it's easy to say it can be difficult to do but a believer should continue to have faith and hope in the mercy and wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what can we do? So number one, reinforce your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your trust that He will open a way of ease and relief. That inshaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open a way of ease and relief. Because you see, the Qur'an teaches us to be as positive as possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُوا شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّوا شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ That perhaps you dislike, perhaps you hate a thing, and it is good for you. And perhaps you love something, and it is bad for you. وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows while you know not. 
So there will be instances in our life when we think that we are being deprived of something which is good for us, something that we love, something that we like and that we desire and we want. Yet, that will be for our benefit. Because having that will actually be harmful for us. And there will be times when we are subjected to things which we dislike and which we hate and we cannot bear. Yet, they will actually be good for us. So when we go through challenges and circumstances, let us remember this verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes gives us things that we do not and situations that we do not like and we do not desire and that we hate because they are good for us. And stops us from things which we want and that we desire and that we think are good for us, but He stops us because they are bad for us. So that's number one. Number two, when we are going through such feelings, my brothers and sisters, it can be very helpful to talk to others, to share with others, keeping our feelings inside of us, and especially feelings which are negative, this can be very harmful for us. So it is important to have people around us who can support us, who we can share our grief with, who we can share our anxieties with. This person may not be able to do anything physically to benefit us, they may only be able to make dua for us, but perhaps it is their dua that is going to be accepted. Perhaps it is that moment of sharing that will bring about some benefit, some hope, an opening. Or if nothing else, it will make us feel lighter and it will make us feel better, inshaAllah. So share your feelings and concerns with others who you trust. And if you are dealing with an issue, with someone or are we dealing with a system or you know your workplace or school or society then share your concerns with those who can have some influence because words count words count saying something is doing something so writing you know speaking to those in charge to officials to politicians even raising awareness you know letters to the editor in newspapers or putting up billboards and advertisements to raise awareness and to educate people. You know, all of these things are meaningful. They are not useless, right? Perhaps the best thing we can do is guide others with our experience, right? With our challenges. So go ahead and do that. Do not keep it in. But of course, do it in a wise manner and try to keep emotions in check because sometimes it can become emotional. And if it becomes too emotional, sometimes it can become negative as a result. And at the end of the day, it's the effort that counts. That's, that counts. At the end of the day, it's the effort that counts. As I've said before, our deen, our religion, is a religion of effort, not results. It is a religion of effort, not results. Your effort with your intention is what counts. The results are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None of us are capable of delivering results. All we are capable of is making the effort and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help and Allah azza wa jalla is the one who delivers. This must always be clear in our minds. Number three, my brothers and sisters, know that ultimate justice will occur and will be served only on the day of judgment. This world is an imperfect place. The creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect and now Allah has designed everything. But the life of this dunya of this world is imperfect. Bad things will happen to good people. You know, sometimes people ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we may not know the why, 
Okay, but the reality is that bad things will happen to good people, whether we like it or not. Okay, and because something bad or what we perceive as being bad happens to someone, it doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. Okay, so bad things will happen to good people. This is part of the trial of life. This is part of the test of life. And sometimes, understandably, it may be very difficult to go through and difficult for us to understand. But remember, my brothers and sisters, that this world is not the end. This world is not the end. It's just a part of the journey. We existed before we came into this world. And we will certainly continue to exist after we exit this world. This is just a transit point. This is just a transit point. We are currently in transit. Just like a traveler who is in transit has a long layover at an airport. Or perhaps not so long. So this is just a transit point. And there is much more to come. And ultimate justice will be served to every single being. Every single human being. And a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ even tell us about justice being served for animals. Goats, one goat who had a horn and another that did not have a horn. And the one with the horn hurt the other. Even they will receive justice on the day of judgment. So when injustice occurs and you feel defeated, know that it, know that it is a part of the test and that you will get justice one day, inshaAllah. In this world, and if not, then in the next, for sure, inshaAllah. And also remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the evil plot encompasses none other than the plotters themselves. So if someone is plotting, it's causing evil, it's causing harm to you, and you feel like you are not able to defend yourself, you are not able to get justice, well remember there will be payback. That that plot will someday end up catching those who had concocted it and who were executing it. Number five, or sorry, number four, the least we can do, and this is probably the most important, is make dua and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we are facing trials, when we are facing injustices, when we are facing challenges, yes, we try to address them and resolve them and get through them to the best of our ability. But at the end of the day, anything, any good that is going to come is going to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So turn to Allah Azza wa Jal. Use it as an opportunity to strengthen your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more. With dua, with dhikr. You know, our salaf, our pious predecessors, they would advise people with any challenge that would come to them to go back and to do istighfar. Astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah al-azim. Alladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyu al-qayyum wa atubu ilayhi. In whichever form we take, increasing our istighfar. Increasing seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increasing our repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even with the best of efforts, realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. He knows and He can do anything and everything. And remember that special treatment is given to the dua, to the supplication of the oppressed. To the point that the Prophet ﷺ has warned us, has advised us to protect ourselves from the dua of the oppressed. To protect ourselves against 
or from the dua of the oppressed, meaning don't do any, don't tell them not to make dua. Don't do anything that will lead an oppressed person to make dua against you. Be careful of that because that is a very powerful dua. The Prophet ﷺ said that ask Allah with certainty that He will answer your, your, your prayers, your supplications. And know that Allah will not accept the supplication from an absent heart. Will not accept the supplication from an absent heart. And again, the importance then of increasing our remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we increase our remembrance of Allah, if we shield ourselves from watching and listening to things that distract us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from engaging in activities that distract us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will become easier for our heart to not get distracted when we are making dua. And that will then make it easier or more likely for our dua to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any Muslim who supplicates Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a supplication that does not contain any sin or does not contain cutting off of family relations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them one of three things for it. Okay, so any dua that a believer makes, except for a dua that involves sin, or meaning the committing of a sin, or that involves cutting off a of family relations. Apart from that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hear that supplication and give as a result one of three things. So either Allah azza wa jalla will speedily answer that dua. So whatever the person is asking for, boom, it's there, it's done. So that's number one. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save that dua for that person until the, the, until the hereafter will give the reward the, 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 or what they were asking for in the hereafter. Or it's equivalent. Or number three, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will avert something bad from that person equal or greater to the value of their dua. Equal or greater to the value of their dua. And this is very important for us to know and for us to share with our children. Because there are times when people go through hardships, challenges, especially young people. And they sincerely make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they feel that they did not receive the response that they were needed or that they were looking for. And this then leads to resentment. This then leads to doubts in faith. So it is very important for us to know, understand, believe and share. That we must make dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to our dua in one of these three ways. Inshallah. The point, my brothers and sisters, is to make an effort that is legitimate and permissible legally and Islamically. If our effort has an impact, then that's great, alhamdulillah. But remember, it's not the results that count. It's the effort and the intention that is crucial. So always hold on and never give up. Never feel hopeless right, and despondent. Always have hope. Right? Always have hope. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Don't feel that there is no one there to listen or to help. Because there are people who care and who want to help. And there is most certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is watching, who is listening, and who will respond when He decides that the time is right. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to please grant help to the oppressed, to guide and to stop the oppressors to grant justice to victims, to comfort those who have been affected and who have been afflicted, to make us people of justice, to strengthen our iman, and to increase the power of our dua. Ameen. Ya Rabbul Alameen.